0: You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, episode 124.
1: When you come right down to it, the whole reason why we're here as coaches is to help clients maximize their potential, to increase their well-being, gaining results that allows them to get to the next level in their life and stay there. Okay, so the idea is sustainable results. And to be able to do that, they need to learn, they need to capture learning, which is why creating awareness is so critical.
0: Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler. I am delighted that you've taken the time to visit the show this week. I know that you have thousands of options of things to do with your time and just so grateful that you are choosing to spend some of your time with the Star Coach Show, and I promise you we are not going to disappoint. We have an extraordinary guest this week, Master Certified Coach Kathy Harmon is joining us. I'm going to tell you more about Kathy and about our discussion in just a minute. I did want to take a moment to thank those of you who have filled out the listener survey and to ask and encourage those of you who have yet to do that to take just a moment, it's taking about an average of five to six minutes to complete the survey, to give me some feedback about what's important to you, what's going on with you. I want to thank listeners who left feedback such as, as a new coach, I'm looking for legitimate help for starting a business, attracting first clients, the nuts and bolts of starting and running a business. Or the coach that said, I would like to train and socialize with a group of like-minded business people and be mentored. Those of you who have talked about that understanding credentialing and knowing what to do around maintaining your license or keeping a steady stream of clients and getting excellent testimonials. Those kinds of feedback that are coming to me through the listener survey is so helpful in me creating new content for you. So if you have yet to have the opportunity, as I said, to complete the listener survey, if you could take a few minutes of your time to give me feedback about what's important to you, I would be oh so grateful and hopefully that will pay off for you in getting the kind of content that you need to continue to grow in your skills and in your business. The way that you would take the survey is to go to starcoachshow.com and click on the listener survey link on the home page. Right at the top of the home page, it it asks for a listener survey and that would be so appreciated. So in order to continue to grow our skills and our businesses as as coaches, one of the things that we want to do is utilize the process of coaching to the best degree that we can. And that is where our guest today comes in. As I mentioned, we have Master Certified Coach Kathy Harmon on the show with us today. Kathy is a techie turned coach. She's been a Master Certified Coach for years and she works with coaches to train them, to help them bring their best forward as coaches. And as she mentions in her interviews, to see our clients transform before our eyes is just a phenomenal thing. When we talked about what we wanted the focus of our interview to be together, Kathy noted that she saw three particular areas of potential struggle or areas of opportunity for growth within the coaches that she works with to help them get credentialed, to help them strengthen their coaching muscles. Now, one of those areas was establishing the coaching agreement. But we decided that since I'd done an episode with Fran Fisher around that very element of creating a coaching agreement, and it was such a powerful episode. As a matter of fact, it's an episode that I hear about from people continually about how incredibly Incredibly helpful that episode was for them. That was episode 107, and I will put a link to that episode in the show notes. We decided that since Fran had very thoroughly walked through the establishing the coaching agreement dynamics, that instead we would focus on active listening and creating awareness. Two areas that Kathy believes, and can't we always all kind of grow and and strengthen our coaching, but these happen to be two areas where she really saw some potential growth for us as we think about how do we partner with our clients to help them create those extraordinary results that they want in their lives. So we do a deep dive into that today. And... Kathy brings extraordinary information forward for us. Now Kathy has been blending her coaching knowledge with her 30 plus years of experience in IT to develop the PRISM team coaching approach And she trains globally around that approach. She also is the co-director of training for Success Unlimited Network, where she works with her students around that spirit and passion of coaching that she enjoys and helps them to thrive in the profession as well. Kathy is the author of Prism Teams, Coaching Prolific, Radically Innovative Self-Managed Teams as well as the ABCs of Living Well. She has been a leader in the coaching industry and is truly a pioneer for all of us to learn from. So I'm not going to make you wait anymore. This was truly a powerful interview that will help us all sharpen our skills as coaches. Let's go to our interview with Master Certified Coach Kathy Harmon. Carmen, welcome to the Star Coat show. I am delighted to have you with me this morning. Thank you, Meg. I'm delighted to be here. Well, you know, Kathy was referred to me by a couple of our past guests. People were like, "You have to talk to Kathy." And I was so incredibly grateful and pleased because when we were able to do our pre-interview talk, it just ideas were bouncing around like we were in a racquetball court. And so, when we think about some of the things that we want to focus on today, I think what where our discussion ended up being is looking at what are some of the trends that coaches fall into that ultimately put up barriers in being able to be as rich or full in the coaching discussion as we'd like to be. And I think, Kathy, we were in that place of looking at, A, so for listeners, if you're in the place of, I am wanting to be credentialed and I'm having a difficult time with my recording and what are some of the blocks that are getting in my way? That's certainly one lens that we can look through. And then as coaches, how do we create that rich partnership with our clients that really helps them get where they want to be without us maneuvering it, with us just partnering versus forcing. So that's sort of, that gives you a little bit of a tease of what we're going to be looking at, but I'd love, Kathy, for you to introduce yourself in what is it that inspires you about coaching? What brought you into the field of coaching? Wow, that's a big question. I know, (laughs) and we only have 30 minutes, go for it.
1: Okay, let me let me try to say it in a nutshell. And I tried to retire from my years and years of being in IT and was miserable. So I went and got coached and found what my life purpose was. And it occurred to me that this is what I want to do the rest of my life. I'm very passionate about coaching. I feel that it is probably the most fulfilling work that a person could do. You see people transform literally, but before your eyes so I think most of us are are people who want to be the very best at what we do we want to be really good coaches and sometimes we just don't know what to do next how do we get there how do we get to that next level so I that sort of drive is what led me to becoming a coach trainer mm-hmm. and um, I do what I can to support the profession because I think that ultimately we have the capability to catalyze the world to greater well-being the world oh, Wow. You know, not just one person or two people, but the world. And the more well-trained coaches there are out there, the greater chance of this world surviving. I mean, it just boils down to that.
0: Just boils down to that tiny little thing. Yes. And one of the things that is so inspiring to me, and it comes up again and again, both in my interviews and in my work with clients, is the incredible ripple effect that coaching can have that when we work with one person, who is that person then impacting? And when we work with a leader, let's say in an organization, and they say, oh, we want more of this, come and coach my team, or how can we change the organization through this incredible skill set of coaching? How can we use coaching in our leadership style? All those different Aspects, parents who, who use coaching techniques or, or listening with their children. I mean, oh, I just, you know. Oh, I'm I know. So I wish I'd known about it when my kids yeah. were teenagers. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So in that vein and, and coming from that place of you being a coach instructor, One of the things that we talked about is trends that you're seeing as a coach instructor. One of the things we do as coach instructors is listen to many, many coaching conversations that our students have and are just lucky to kind of be in that space of of being all things coaching sometimes. So when you are helping coaches strengthen those muscles and bring the kind of value to their clients that is possible. You're seeing some trends that are potentially getting in the way. And you you mentioned three trends around three particular competencies. What are the three competencies that you're particularly seeing where coaches might get in their own way? So I think the biggest opportunities for coaches are in establishing
1: agreement, active listening, and creating awareness.
0: Those are the three biggest blocks I see. Right. And so when we were talking, we decided that since I've done an interview with Fran Fisher around the coaching agreement, and you said, you know, really, that's sort of the way that I would look at it as well, that we would let Fran handle the coaching agreement, (laughs) and you and I would do a deeper dive, beginning with what you're seeing around the opportunities around active listening. So let's mm-hmm. start there. Let's look at active listening and what opportunities you're seeing that we can do a deeper dive into.
1: Okay. So, active listening, when you come right down to it, the whole reason why we're here as coaches is to help clients maximize their potential, to increase their well being, gaining results that allows them to get to the next level in their life and stay there. Okay. So, the idea is sustainable results. And to be able to do that, they need to learn. They need to capture learning, which is why creating awareness is so critical. Right. To be able to capture that learning, you've got to be able to hear it. And that's where active listening comes in. And I guess what I found, I I do a lot of mentoring as well as training. And so I get recordings from coaches with many levels of experience. And what I see is, I mean, we all know how to listen. We open our ears and we listen to what people are saying. The idea being when you're a coach is to tune your ears to listen differently than you do as just a normal
0: human being. Ooh, so right there, we're going to tune our ears differently. And in what ways differently?
1: There are several areas that you want to be able to tune your ears to listen for. Um, it's not just the words they're saying. What I have found is that most coaches are listening for ways that they can solve the problem. And what I would like to challenge coaches to do is to let go of the need to solve the problem and instead listen for who is this person and why are they having a problem? So it's opening, it's changing that we need to fix this to a curiosity about what makes this person tick.
0: So what are some things that we might, if if we're listening that way, when we're listening that way, what are some of the things we might hear that would help us begin to open that opportunity? Okay. First thing I would say is the language the client's using, okay?
1: I will often hear these big red flags that the client shares something, and the coach doesn't even hear it. You know, they're focused on, okay, what do you need to do next? What what happened then? How have you handled this, et cetera, trying to solve the problem as opposed to, oh, my gosh, this person just said that he was desperate to find a solution desperate. That's a big word. Yes. And so listening for those strong words, guilt, fear, apprehension, angry, sad, all these negative emotions, and even the positive ones. I'm so happy when this happens. I feel at peace. I want harmony. Just exploring those words. What do you mean guilt? Tell me about this guilt. So those strong words, listening for strong beliefs. I mean, when you come right down to it, most of what blocks us in life are a belief. Mm-hmm. Okay, belief about something, so you hear things like, "Well, everyone knows work is drudgery until you retire and then you die." I mean, I actually had a client say that to me. Oh, yeah, I'll never be successful, or I don't deserve that. I, you know, I, I, right? I'm not good enough, and that may be said in actual words, or it may be spoken around. You know, right.
0: What, what or the is implication is there that right. that belief is coming through in what the client is saying if we're listening for if that mm-hmm. if we're listening
1: for why is this an issue? What what's right. blocking this? Oh he hates me or my boss will never give me a raise or my kids don't resp- all these are beliefs. Mm-hmm. And in our normal everyday listening we go, oh yeah, I hear you. Yeah. And we pat the back.
0: So, and- so we've used some empathy, but we're not really hearing the belief and exploring the belief. Right. And so it's a matter of
1: challenging them or even exploring around them your kids don't respect you or, you know, that he's late all the time. So that means he doesn't respect you. Have you ever been late? Does that mean you didn't respect that person? So we we want to be listening to these things. Another piece around the language is words that we assume we know what they mean. Yes. Okay. Balance. I want more balance in my life. Okay. We'll coach you
0: towards getting more balance. What does balance mean? Mean To you, because it might mean something very different than it means to me. So, I want to be respected. So I'm off to the races to get them more respect. How do I know what being respected means to this
1: person? To them.
0: So just asking any of these words, even though it may seem
1: very um, apparent, you know, I want to be more confident. Okay, we'll work towards getting more confident. But what does confident mean? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? Success, peace, harmony, any of these things to, and I will challenge my mentees and my students to... Do not assume you know what they mean. Ask any word because it could be the client's not sure what it means. Right. So how can you coach them to attain
0: something that they're not really even sure what it is? So just asking for that clarity helps the client really zero in. What does this mean to me? Or have I just been telling myself this for so long that I'm sort of in that loop, but not really with any concrete direction forward because I'm just sort of telling myself, I want to be more confident. Well, right. what do you experience when you're more confident? <laughs>
1: yes. What is it that you're, what is work-life balance? Yeah. You know, what we're doing, we're modeling, we're modeling behavior that will help the client get sustainable results because now going forward, even when they're past their coaching, they'll say, wow, I'm not feeling successful. Oh, well, what is successful? Hmm. Okay. What would my coach told me to do? What would they <laughs> ask? Okay. Let me, let me work through this. hmm So you are helping them, just asking those questions to get to clarity really gives the client sustainable skills.
2: So language
0: is a big one. Well, you just, and I spoke over you and that was so important. You said language is a big one. Yes, language is a big one. What else about active listening, if anything, do you want coaches to be aware of?
1: So of course, there are lots of things. We, We talked about strong words, emotions. Anytime a client talks about how they feel, it needs to be explored. And again, that's something I've heard again and again on recordings or in live the, the coach will say, well, you know, I felt really bad about that or I felt really guilty when this happened or, and the coach zeroes in on the, what do you want to do next? Or, you know, mm-hmm. what did you do when you hear emotions, explore them. And I've heard clients are almost begging to have their emotions explored and the coach just glosses over them or ignores them totally.
0: What do you say to a coach who says to you, but I feel like emotions are outside of the spectrum of coaching, That that's more something that should be handled in therapy or or, or counseling. And I've got some strong beliefs about that, but what, what's your response? I have some you strong beliefs them. about that as yeah. well.
1: <laughs> so we attend to the whole of the client. Okay. It's not just what they're doing, but without going into who they are what they believe and what they're feeling we cannot help them gain the learning that they need to get to their next level of being what we're trying to do is we're not we don't want them just to feel good at the end of the meeting and then you know the next day it's like oh here we go again right we want them to gain habits of being successful habits of feeling good and the only way we can do that is to delve beyond their behaviors to delve beyond the situation emotions are a key to what is going on inside their heads mm-hmm. that's the lifeline that when you follow that gets you to what's really going on here what's underneath this block what's underneath what's going on and
0: so, so very- yeah so we can't just say well that that's something that has to do with counseling we're dealing with a whole being yes. and our emotions tend to be the consequence of what we're believing <laughs> or what we're thinking and they carry a powerful punch. And there's the lens that many people look through. And as you said, you know, our clients might be begging us to pay attention to what is that consequence that they're dealing with that they might be completely overwhelmed by or not certain what to do with. Right. So you asked them, you mentioned feeling guilty. Is that something that would be of value for us to to
1: explore now? Or you said you love it when you're giving a presentation that's going well. How does that love impact your success of presenting or you you're feeling fear tell me more about that I mean just it it doesn't take much and the client may say I don't want to go there fine you don't go there but it's there you've asked you've opened the door and if they need to go there now you mentioned therapy and and saying well I don't want to go if this is something beyond your capability then you don't go there you know if this is somebody who said well you know my parents abused me when I was young and so now I'm really afraid of you know tall people or so That's something, there's something that use your your intuition and your self-knowledge to know this is not something I'm capable of handling. And then you help them, you support them in finding the person who can.
0: Right. Absolutely. So certainly not saying that therapy isn't valuable and that that might be a referral that's needed at times, Mm -hmm. but emotion, just blanket emotion does not necessarily mean counseling. There are degrees of everything. Correct.
1: So emotions, again, another important thing, their state of being, the client's state of being. So you're paying attention to how they are. Do they tend to talk in a monotone? And then all of a sudden they get all excited and pay attention to those energy changes Mm -hmm. and bring it up. It means something. And so that's something else you bring up. Now, what I want to caution is don't give a label to that energy change. Oh, good. Okay. So don't say, wow, you really look angry when you said that. So what would
0: you say instead? You would
1: say something, wow, your whole demeanor just changed right now. What's going on? Or wow, look at the energy you're showing. This this is just completely, your voice has gotten higher, your hands are moving around. What's happening? So you invite them to name the emotion or the feeling and you always invite exploration. So if you say, wow, your voice just changed when you said that and don't say anything else, you're going to get a, yeah, or ignore. But if you invite exploration around it, then we can say, well, yeah, I feel much better. I, I really like that idea or something. Now we're, we've got something to work with.
0: So key. Yeah. What else about active listening?
1: Well, you know, we talked about
0: the client's state
1: of being, also the coach's state of being. So feelings that are coming up within yourself.
2: Mm-hmm. So, How do we deal with
1: that? So this is something, remember, everything you share must be, in service of the client. Yes. So you don't want to just say, well, I think that, you know, this and this and that. But you want to think, okay, I just, when the client said that, my, my heart just dropped.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Would it be of use to the client for me to share that? Okay. You ask permission to share things. You can share an intuitive thing. Wow. When you said that, my my first thought was run for the hills. What does that bring up for you? Right. Okay. You share it in a way that causes them to maybe see a different perspective and to invite them to disagree, to consider it, to throw it out, whatever. You don't ever want to share something that sounds like an opinion. And of course, your opinion is always right because you're the
0: coach. Right. And that sways even on a subconscious level. Well, if the coach says that, that kind of gets into that expert. And we're not the expert. We're a partner. Mm
1: So, you ask permission. May I share something that just popped into my head? It might be controversial, and then when you share it, it's like, feel free to disagree right or this might be totally off the wall, but what comes up for within you when you hear me say that?
0: So you invite them to explore It's an opening so that's the thing I really want people to to hear as well. Do that check within yourself. Is this something in service of the client? There are times that maybe a coach will go into a story or, or, or yes. inadvertently make it about themselves. Yes. The minute we are in the middle of the session, <laughs> right. we as the coach are smack dab in the middle of the session, I would venture to say that that's not in service of the client. Oh, so yes. how do you potentially share what you're sharing? First of all, with that guide of, is this in service of the client? And then, how do we do so in such a way that it doesn't shift focus away from the client to ourselves or to something else, away from that energy flow toward the client?
1: So, very first thing, remembering this is in service to the client, it's about the client, not about you. So, and I I tell my students this when you sit down with a client and they bring up a situation that you have recently dealt with and have a lot of emotion around, and you fixed it and you're all fine, the idea to be thinking is, Oh, I recognize this. I wonder how they're going to handle it. Maybe I can learn from them. Okay, Ooh, so go in with like that, that attitude mm-hmm. instead of, oh, I know what to do. I can help them, which of course causes the leading questions and pushing them towards your solution. So that's one thing to be doing. The other thing is everything you share should be without attachment. It might be the most brilliant thought in the world, but it may not be, mean anything to the client, in which case it's not. If you find words slipping out like, oh, yeah, that happened to me. And it was like, blah, blah, blah. You stop yourself and say, so what are you going to do? And even if the client says, well, then how did you handle it? What you return with is it's not important how I handled it. It it worked for me or it didn't work for me. What's important is what are you going to do? So you want to shift that. I think that you should to something more like, wow, wow. Uh, yeah, I may have an opinion, but how does my opinion help you at all? Mm-hmm. What is it for you? What comes up for you? What are the ideas that you have? What would you tell your best friend to do? Always shift it back to them because that's what's important is Makes what sense. they're thinking,
0: feeling, doing. So let me ask you this. In active listening, we're actively hearing what's the client presenting? How are we responding to that? And then we get a client who rambles on and on. And we're trying to actively listen and it seems like the client is, you know, hither and yon. So how do we as a coach um, handle a very verbose or rambling client and respect that partnership and the desire to help the client get what they need from the session? So
1: what I like to do is something that I learned from Terry Belf, who has many, many years experience. When I hear the client circling around and starting to repeat themselves, going back at that downward negative spiral, then I will do the timeout thing and say, may I interrupt you just a minute? And I'll say, you've shared a lot of really important stuff with me. What is the most important thing for me to know right now for us to move forward? And what that does is it causes them to focus down on the key points Mm -hmm. and they get rid of the rest of that story. The story can be very important to them and they need to be able to feel like they're being listened to.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So you can, you can repeat the salient things. What I heard was this, 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 and this. Now what's important for us to move forward. You always give them the choice of where to go. You don't choose, choose for them, Mm -hmm. but the idea is helping them learn how, again, you're working towards a sustainable success help them learn how to take lots and lots of random thoughts and big epic stories and hone it down to what's important for me to move forward.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: What is really blocking me here? What are the key points that keep me from moving forward? What are the main things
0: I want? And to follow up on that point of teaching our client we're helping our clients with that sustainability so think about the influence that that's going to have on them in communication period, with family with the organization with whatever they're doing when they can learn to take the large and narrow it down to the salient points and communicate that way how you're helping them in life And I don't think that's too broad to say. I mean, you're helping them be more effective in life. It's the whole idea. Mm -hmm. And that's why solving their problem, the immediate problem that they
1: bring, gives them them a fish. And what we are there to do is teach them the fish. Right. So they'll come back the next time with a very similar
0: problem because they haven't learned how to solve it. And And so... We're supposed to be really kind of working ourselves out of a job with this particular yes. client. It's not about creating dependency, it's about creating that independent sustainability for the client.
1: Correct? Because there's really how many billion of people are there in the in the world? Yes. You know, 9 billion people and how many coaches? 20,000, you know, it's it's there're plenty of people out there that need our help. So you do not need to have somebody for the rest of your life. The joy is watching them get to that next level and I mean I've got clients from years ago that you know, we get together for lunch from time to time and to see them still thriving and mm-hmm. those things they learned. And this is back from when I was a, a brand new coach and hardly knew what I was doing. But they use those things they learned and they have I
0: mean it transformed their life and it's sustainable. They continue to transform and learn. So I wonder if that's a good transition into the creating awareness piece, because you talked about learning several times and the markers for creating awareness are all about learning and don't want to push you away from uh, active listening if you still want to kind of stay in that place. But I I just wonder if that's a good transition.
1: I think it's a great transition because if the client doesn't learn anything, we might as well pack up our bags and go home. We have not helped, okay? And so the whole reason we're there there is to be able to help them gain those life lessons, those sustainable habits of success. So learning, I've, it just amazes me that so many of the recordings I get, the client, the coach never asks about what they learned. They, they may get actions, they may get a solution, but never
0: is there anything asking about what are you learning? And, and the if, learning is the awareness part. Yes. The learning is kind of tapping into, oh, it's not just about this particular situation. It's about how I can be. It's about what I can apply and these ahas that I had. How do these ahas ripple through my life, not just through this session? Right. And those
1: ahas, I mean, your client gets several of them, if not many of them, in a meeting. Mm -hmm. Now, think about this. Things stay in short-term memory you can retain up to seven things seven things for 20 seconds and then it's gone forever wow so if when you think about it, your client is talking and they're going oh wow oh i get it now blah 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 ooh and that means blah 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 and blah 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 by the time they finish that paragraph the first two things are gone amazing they're gone those aha's are gone never to be recaptured it's up to the coach who is partnering to be able to capture some of that stuff and to say wow you know you just said three things that were really important and the client inevitably will say what were they okay so as a coach you want to capture a couple of words to be able to remember what those things are to be able to do that you have to be actively listening you have to be tuning your ears to listen for that kind of learning mm-hmm. and so you want to say things wow you know what what a face you just made what's going on You know, when the client does that, what's going on? What just happened? What did
2: you just learn?
1: What just opened up for you? So in the moment, during the meeting, Mm -hmm. be listening for those ah ahas, those inspirations, those those light bulbs going off, and ask for them. Not only ask for them, but ask them how they want to capture them.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay? The idea being to move those insights from short-term memory into long-term memory. Ideally, have them write them down. Yeah. And one of the things we do in sun, sun coaching is we have them capture what we call guidelines. And these are all those lessons they're learning. And they'll get multiple lessons during a, a meeting. It might be something as simple as when I write things down, I remember to do them. And it might be as profound as when I look at my children with love, that everything that comes out of my mouth is love. And so to capture those things what I tell my new clients is that by the end of the, of our program, you will have your own unique life's little instruction booklet and it'll be John's little instruction booklet. And, and I actually make them a little booklet of their, of their life lessons that they've captured. They send them to me and I make them a little booklet with the journal pages that they can.
0: What a beautiful with. thing.
1: But what that does is the next time they have a similar situation, They don't immediately go into that downward negative spiral. They stop and go, wait a second, this is familiar. I've done this before. They go back to look at their life lessons and say, There it
0: is. This is what I need to remember. Because you've helped them move it from that temporary awareness into long-term learning. Because you asked about the learning, you figured out you helped them figure out a way that they were going to capture that. Mm -hmm. And you created with well, you helped them create that awareness. Right. And at the
1: very least, the coach should be near the end of the meeting saying, what have you learned? What have you learned about yourself? What have you learned about working through this kind of a situation? So the next time you have one, you'll know what to do. So asking them at the very least, they should be doing that.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: At the most, they should be listening for that learning all along. And And reinforcing and sort of securing. It's like little birds that can fly away and what can we do yes. to kind of capture them at the time so that right. they're not just into the right. atmosphere right and when you hear these things the other
1: thing that is so important is to deepen that learning dig you never saw a gold miner panning for gold he gets a nugget and he runs off and and you know gets it
0: never never again never to come back again <laughs> no. yeah
1: they could just, they found one nugget they're going to find more we want to be like that as coaches. Wow, you just learned blah blah blah. What does that open up for you now? What does that lead to? Broaden it. Where else in your life will this apply? Who else could be impacted from this? So you want to go in and dig for more gold. And again, those are where when you deepen the learning is where you get those really, really big, impactful insights that cause them to go, wow, this has changed my life. That's where transformation happens.
0: Wow. So when we think about ways to strengthen our partnership with clients, we looked at some key things that we can think about and do as coaches around active listening, and I'm sure we could talk even more about creating awareness, but I think we did, and because active listening and creating awareness are so intertwined, like you said, we can't really help with that. Creating awareness if we 're not active listening yeah. and then when we hear things to take the time to be listening enough to say what right there what happened right there yes. what was that new awareness for you what do you want to do with that new awareness and like you said, at the very minimum be asking within the session, what did you learn? how are you going to apply that learning how's that going to help you move forward such incredibly key, important things for us to think about as coaches. And I want to thank you for taking the time to share your incredible wisdom with us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Believe me, it's uh, the whole idea is to make sure
1: that people are out there being the very best coaches they can be so that we do raise the well-being of the world. That's my mission.
0: What (laughs) a beautiful way to close out our interview. Thank you, Kathy, for joining us. Thank you so very much, Meg, for the
1: opportunity. You're doing a great service to the world. It's my joy.
0: As I was going through my interview with Kathy, I was just blown away by how many rich nuggets of information she gave us. From the very beginning when she said we have the capability to catalyze the world to greater well-being all the way through to every nugget of information that she gave us. I want to thank Kathy Herman again for joining the show and sharing her expertise with us. If you'd like to know more about Kathy, go to the Star Coach Show resource page at starcoachshow.com and you can access her information there. If you are enjoying the show, I would so appreciate a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Every positive rate and review we receive increases our reach as a show, and it is my sincere hope that more and more coaches learn about the show and are able to learn from experts like Kathy. Next week... We are going to continue our exploration of strategies, tools, and resources for all of you, and I hope that you come back and join us again. The lineup of coaches that we have and other professionals who bring resources to us to enrich our profession is just staggering to me. I'm over-the-top excited and super eager to share those with you. So until next week, this is your host Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. We'll see you next Wednesday.